Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast which, of course, is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's number one rated sportsbook app. You all know who the star of this show is. I know it as well. Back from a one-week vacation, his name is Steve Fezzik. You got to follow him like I do on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling at the Super Contest out there at the Westgate Casino. Steve, good to see you on YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Good to talk with you. It's great to be back after a week off, Ross. And, uh, hey, we're going to have sports. Fantastic. First of all, does that ever get old when I intro you as the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl professional football gambling? It does not. Just like Johnny Chan, I'm sure when they introduce him as the back-to-back World Series of Poker champion, you can just see him smiling and brings back good memories. And what's crazy about it, right, is you've told me this before, is that you won back-to-back. Like That's the part of it that's really statistically almost impossible. Yeah, 2008-2009. And to be honest, Ross, uh, it's very similar to a poker tournament. You make the final table, and then there's a whole lot of luck involved. And I ran better than God, to be honest, in the uh, in both those years down the stretch. Awesome. Uh, I think most people know I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. If you're here listening or watching for the first time, glad to have you aboard. we got a bunch of podcasts The Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Andrew Brandt, was excellent today, breaking down the NFL, NFLPA negotiations with training camp. Steve actually has some NFL prop bets we'll get to a little bit later in the show. Tomorrow, we'll have Ian Hartitz from Pro Football Focus. He's their number one fantasy guy. He'll be on tomorrow's Fantasy Feast podcast, so highly encourage you to check that one out. We'll do a deep dive into yet another concept on co-sells concepts on Friday. I should mention, for those of you that might not know, uh, supposed to announce two more winners to go against me and Joe Dolan 
in a best ball 10 draft on tomorrow's fantasy feast. So make sure you enter for that bad boy. And the end of this week, Steve, on the Ross Tiger Football Podcast, I am number one giving away my NFL PA ID card to someone that downloads the DraftKings Sportsbook app, puts in the code Ross, and I'm giving a cameo style shout out to someone that goes to youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL and subscribe. So a lot of very easy ways you can get free and cool stuff from us. But you started it right, Steve, uh, when you said earlier in the show, we have sports back. And I know we've had UFC and golf and NASCAR and some soccer, but we all know what the big four are. And tomorrow, the opening day is tomorrow. It's really going to happen. And at least to this point, it seems like baseball and these other sports are going to be able to go along no problem. Yeah, now it's not a surprise to me that we're not having a big issue with the bubble in Orlando because the players are in lockdown. They're all in one place. But what was really a pleasant surprise to me was the fact that the MLB players almost unilaterally are testing negative so far. So we'll see what happens when they start traveling. But the mere fact that with the country and the number of COVID cases roughly tripling since back in uh, late May, early June, the fact that we are seeing so many negative tests for the players shows that they're taking the social distancing seriously and it's full speed ahead, at least right now. I think that's a really good point because that is most people's biggest concern when it comes to the NFL is just the amount of players and coaches and you're just the sheer volume and they're not going to be in a bubble. So when they go back to their houses, their kids will be there, their wife, maybe their in-laws live with them, etc. It seems like most people think that that's bigger cause for concern than when they're actually in the team facility, let alone when they're playing on, you know, playing on the field. Oh, no question. And we are going to have some positive tests and with, you know, daily testing of the players. Let's hope that um, we can manage and get through all of it. And I think that there's certainly um, a good possibility that we can. So let me ask you this, Steve. I hadn't even thought about this till you just said that. NFL is coming up with what the protocols are for how long after you test positive, you're out. Looks like a couple of weeks. And what about the people around you? Quarantine. I mean, talk to me about what the sports books like DraftKings are going to do this year. Are people like you just going to be like refreshing Twitter all day, you know, week one to see if anybody tests positive so you can, you know, hit it and get get some value out of it before the books find out? I mean, what's what do you think the protocol will be there? And not just for football. I mean, even like baseball and NBA, they're starting up again. What I just feel like that information as soon as somebody tests positive is very, very valuable. Yeah, so what the books need to do on a season-long type of prop bet to protect themselves is to say, hey, player must play game one for there to be action. So that, that will prevent you from getting a positive test information on a player three days before the season starts, and then you can go ahead and play that player under. Well, if they don't play week one, then you'll have no action on your bet. So that protects the book. But there's certainly going to be cases on the injury report where you're going to have more players being reported out. But let's face it, Ross, in the NFL, 
this is a common thing, not unusual at all for players to pop up on the injury report for other reasons. So COVID-19 will just be another injury that will be included on the reports. Yeah, but I guess I guess where I'm coming from is what if it's a starting quarterback and out of the blue on Friday he tests positive? You know, if I don't know I don't know how how often they'll do the testing during the season. Maybe it's Saturday night. I mean, you get that information that a quarterback or an important player tests positive the night before when there's it's not like the guy's listed as questionable earlier in the week or probable or doubtful. It's like the night before, you know, he tests positive and he's out. That's a great point because normally you've got some warning that that player may not play. But, you know, I might add, didn't Gurley not appear in any injury report uh, in the Rams Super Bowl year week after week? And he was injured. So some of those um, early injury reports are, um, aren't accurate anyways in the NFL. But this is a, that's a great point that players going to go from being 100% healthy to being out, and certainly betters are going to be able to take advantage. You know, that just gave me an idea, Steve. Probably illegal. I'm not recommending this. But the company that the NFL has contracted with, the private company to do all this testing, man, if you knew somebody that worked there, if you knew somebody that had that database or that uh, – who had access to those testing results, and you could be the first person to know anytime an NFL player tests positive and he'll be out for two weeks or whatever. Holy crap, Steve. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting you, you say that because obviously there are leaks in the clubhouse where uh, a lower level assistant finds out the quarterback's not playing, and certainly he could make money unethical, but certainly not illegal by providing it that information to others. But in the medical profession, I imagine I'm not a lawyer, Ross, but there's I'm sure there's safeguards and the like where, you know, disclosing that medical information has to be a violation of breach. Um, and I would imagine that it certainly is illegal. So that's interesting what you just said. I, I want to get to that real quick, which is if somebody like the equipment manager for a team or whatever, he knew something like that and he told me or you, and let's say he told you and you placed a bet, a big bet, and you won because of it. The equipment manager telling you about a player's health or a player's whatever, that's not illegal? That's not considered like inside information or insider trading? It's a great question, and I don't have a law degree, so let me be careful. But to my knowledge, there is no law against insider trading when it comes to sports betting and, and even defining it is difficult. You know, I still give you a hard time about the, your work at the game in Buffalo where there's the lake effect snow. And I think I texted you like, like, thanks for the information, Ross, when there's like six unexpected inches of snow in the first quarter. Next time we bet the under. And it, is that not inside information? Well, no, nah, you could say, hey, everyone who was there you know, should have been aware of it, but it wasn't in the forecast. No, you're right. I was too busy. It's funny. I was too busy taking pictures and videos. Of when the I buffet. You, of but, the buffet. Now, hey, Steve, when I tell you that at noon there there wasn't any snow and by it started like at 1225 and by 1245, you like couldn't even see anything 
And it was that thick. I mean, it was unbelievable. It, it was unbelievable. How, I remember taking pictures and videos. They got posted everywhere. I was like, you know, I, I, I'm in 50-yard line in the booth, right? So they got picked up by everybody just because it was such a wild, wild scene. So I was more focused on social media as opposed to giving you the under. That's my bad. No worries. I certainly would have cut you in on a piece of the action, as they say. But uh, I imagine we may get an opportunity uh, this year, you know, especially if you're doing a college game, because the NFL is is covered more in that specific game. The total certainly did drop, but not drop by enough. But I can imagine that a obscure college game where you'd have a similar situation with the weather, you'd barely see a blip in terms of the total moving when um, obviously it should drop by seven points. So just the last thing that closed that up, you're also, you also wouldn't get in trouble if the Jaguars equipment manager told you that Gardner Minshew cut his, you know, foot and can't play. It, there's nothing, there's nothing there for the gambler himself too, correct? That's my understanding. But, you know, to be honest, I don't have these contacts, so it's easy for me to talk about it. But I do know that there are some high-level gamblers that do have some information from the inside. And obviously, where that's the most valuable is in the game of basketball, where there's fewer players. And if you can find out that the, you know, the starting uh, forward for Air Force isn't going to play that particular game, uh, boy, that's dynamite information. All right, so let's get into some of these sports that are starting up. And we'll start with Major League Baseball opening days tomorrow night. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, I'm not even a big baseball guy, but it's just like the idea of seeing these guys on the field. I know they already have been with some of these exhibition games, but just seeing them out there, games that count, like Yankees, Nationals, I'm fired up. What is your advice? What are you telling people to do with Major League Baseball? All right, so let's, we have to talk about the Toronto a correction. We have to talk about the Blue Jays because there is no Toronto in them this year. So it just got reported today that apparently they're going to play most of their home games in Pittsburgh, but not all of them, Ross, because selectively there's going to be some days that Pittsburgh, not that many, uh, the Pirates are playing in Pittsburgh, so Toronto can't play there. So Toronto... Correction, the Blue Jays are not going to have 30 home games this year. They're going to play some selective games like uh, their opening day is actually going to stay. It looks like they're going to stay in Washington. So they're going to play two games in Washington. Those will be road games. And they're going to play two more games in Washington. Those are going to be home games. I got to be honest. The Blue Jays season win number was 27 and a half. A lot of sharp guys like the young talent for the Blue Jays. And we're looking to play them over. I think that this is a crusher. I think this is going to be so difficult not having a home base for the Blue Jays. I could only look under for the Blue Jays this year. Interesting. Because um, I was going to – we can get into it now or later. Because uh, I was going to ask you about home field advantage. So I feel like home field advantage isn't really much in baseball. Are you just saying that because these guys can't live at their own house and have their own comfort of – in terms of the amenities that their facility would have? Exactly. So you, know, you get into your routine, you eat the same breakfast, you eat your same lunch, you sleep in your own bed. That's certainly an advantage. And even the sight lines of the home stadium. Let me ask you about that. As a lineman, maybe it's not as important as a wide receiver or the like, 
but certainly even with no fans in the stands, there's still an advantage to being at home, even if the other team was there for the entire week. Would you not say that that's the case? Yeah, I think so. I mean, certainly being able to sleep in your own bed and then, you know, you're most comfortable with the amenities, modalities, you know, the things that it takes to get ready to play in the game and the things you do after the game so that you're ready the next day. You know, I don't know anybody that would prefer to do that in an away facility. And frankly, I don't know where the Blue Jays are going to do that when the Pirates are home. You know what I mean? Like when the Pirates are there, they're going to be the ones using their facility. So I don't know what facility the Blue Jays are going to use to work out. to prep. I guess they're playing almost every day. But still, I do think that that's a, that's a pretty good point. Um, I don't have a lot on baseball. I'll see in a second if you have any more. I will say this, though. Thank goodness, Steve, for BetQL. I told you about BetQL last year. People love the BetQL app or BetQL.co. Their best bets algorithm scans hundreds of data points to give you a best bet recommendation for every game and then gives you the reasoning behind why you should place that bet. So I don't know a lot about – I mean, I know – NFL, college the most, and maybe NBA a little bit. Major League Baseball, no. But they get a five-star bet on the under for the Nationals and the Yankees. They love their algorithm, whatever it is, Steve, put the wind, put the uh, over-under at four and a half. It's seven and a half right now with Scherzer and Garrett Cole scheduled to pitch. So I got an email from BetQL this morning saying, boom, uh, go ahead, five-star bet, take the under on national days. I mean, to be off by three runs sounds like a lot. Oh, absolutely. And far be it for me to, um, to uh, be critical of any pick, and I don't disagree with this pick, but I would suggest if you're going to play this, you're playing any unders in MLB this year, I would split your bet and play some first five innings under along with the game under. In this case, um, you could find an under four, lay a dollar 30 first five innings or an under three and a half even money um, versus playing the under seven and a half for the game. And here's why, Ross. New rule in baseball. I'm not sure if you're where you probably are. If a game goes extra innings, each team gets to start the top of the 10th with a man on second base. This is going to be a crusher for some under. So think about this game. You could go into the 10th inning, 2-2, Below the seven and a half and below that four and a half projection, which seems mighty low to me, you still could lose because easily games could erupt in extra innings should extra innings happen. So this is going to be a minefield. You're going to see some dead nut under baseball games go over because of this rule change. That's interesting. I mean, I guess I understand but they only need one more run to win. But I understand what you're saying. The team in the top could have two or three runs, and then the team in the bottom. Like I, I get it. I understand. The first guy up, Ross, intentional walk. All right. So now they're on first and second. Now they lay down a bunt. They try to cut down the guy at third. Oh, he's safe. Now the bases are loaded. Blink, and all of a sudden it's seven to two in the top of the tenth. Happens all the time. Yeah. You know what? You might be right. I think that's smart. You know what they should have done is after nine innings, it's just do a home run derby. Ten, ten pitches, 
to the best hit, uh, home run guy for each team. Um, anything else on baseball? So you're fading the Blue Jays. You like the team total under for the Blue Jays since they're not going to be able to play in Toronto. Anything else? You know, I, the Red Sox season win number is at 30, and I still like under. Their pitching staff is absolutely decimated. They lost three of their starters. Their number one starter came down with COVID. I don't know when he's going to be back. Red Sox can rake, certainly. I just don't think they have enough pitching to get to an above 500 record. I would look Red Sox under. Got it. Okay. Let's get to the NBA. And you had texted me because I said, what do you want to chat about? You specifically had something related to the NBA bubble. Yeah, well, I got to wonder what's going to happen in the NBA East here. Because we have a situation, you're, I'm sure, familiar with the playoffs. That if you can get, if, if the ninth place team is within four games of the eighth, eighth place team, there's going to be a play-in series, and the eighth place team is going to have to win one game. The ninth place team will have to win two games. Awfully convoluted and the like. But it sure looks like only seven teams want to make the playoffs because you got a situation with Washington with Bradley Beal opting out and with Bertans opting out that the Wizards don't look like they want to be there. And frankly, half of Brooklyn's team came down with COVID and just said, eh, Spencer Dinwiddie, I'm not going to play. Um, Jordan's not going to play. So one of those teams is going to have to make the playoffs. Now, here's a unique situation, Ross. You have a situation where players that are opting out are losing uh, one uh, 92nd, I believe, of their paycheck for every game that team plays. So if you opted out, if, um, if you're Bertans for Washington, for instance, you don't want your team to make the playoffs because then you're going to make less money. So the players that are playing, actually, if they win, are hurting the players that are opting out on their own team and costing them money. money. It could be an, an embarrassing situation. Wow, that's interesting. So what, hold on a second. So for people that didn't read between the lines there, what's the bet? You 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 want to fade the Wizards and the Nets, or are you talking yes. about wait till the first round of the playoffs? Um, fade both. I would look to fade both of those teams over the course of the eight game regular season. I just can't see either one of those teams wanting to be in the NBA bubble. Any other NBA thoughts before we get to NFL prop bets? Let's just talk real quick futures. The Lakers are favored plus two forty. Milwaukee is plus 280, Clippers plus 320. So the big three are still favored. And what's interesting, all this talk is that, wow, with this reset, this this whole situation is wide open. And yet the odds on those teams, Ross, have barely budged from where they were back in March. So the odds makers have made almost no adjustments at the top or, frankly, even to the bottom to what the odds are of teams winning. Got it. Okay. Um, what about NFL prop bets that uh, struck you recently? Well, I just wanted to talk in general about the opportunities prop betting versus other types of betting. Because if you're betting, we talk about the needle in the haystack bets that I don't like, who's going to win the Super Bowl and the like. And it's very difficult to win. Let's face it, only one team wins the Super Bowl. Um, teams to win the division. The dastardly bookie takes so much vigorous and juice on these bets it is very rare. When you talk to your friends in the sports books at the end of the year and you ask them, oh, is there any team, if they win, is that going to cost you a lot of money? And they'll start smiling because it's a matter of how much they're going to win, not are they going to win. 
But these prop bets, certainly there's great opportunity. I'll use an example. Uh, I think Bet Rivers just opened up Derrick Henry at 1,325 yards. And Derrick Henry was such a workhorse last year. I got to feel all those carries, especially in the playoffs, will catch up to him. He's a guy I would look to play under 1,325 yards. And I'll be honest, by the end of the year, when more and more of these prop bets are coming up, I'll have more prop bets on the NFL than I will any other type of bet. Uh, that's interesting. Um, is that the way you are other years? It has become a metamorphosis for me. It wasn't five years ago, but what happened is that with the legalization of sports betting throughout the country, New Jersey really re emphasized these sort of bets much more than Vegas did. I think part of that is that you had some of the fantasy football players, you know, opening up sports books now, and that was more of a, um, uh, an area where they specialized in. So you're seeing more and more sports books now putting up those proposition bets on players and not just possible bets on teams. Well, you can take those prop bets that Steve likes and he'll give out on this show, including Derrick Henry, and you can go to right to DraftKings. You guys know I love that we're with DraftKings now because it's legal right here in the U.S. So you can rest assured that your funds are totally secure and new users not only get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000, this week, place a pregame bet of at least $25 on your home team in MLB. And for every home run they hit in that game, you'll get $5 worth of free bets. So, it, first of all, I'll, maybe I'll put 25 bucks in the Phillies. And then hopefully Bryce Harper hits some home runs. And it'll be fun. I'll get, it's like free money. It's like having a second bet on the game. It's like having a prop bet on the game download the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app now use code ross when you sign up for a limited time all new users can get a sign up bonus up to a thousand dollars that's right DraftKings sportsbook sign up bonus right now is a cool thousand dollars just enter code ross when you sign up only at DraftKings sportsbook and by the way for the nfl paid card you don't have to deposit if you're in one of the states that isn't legal yet just download the app and put the code Ross in. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. The last thing I wanted to ask you about the NFL before we get to a question, Steve, relates to... New Jersey's governor coming out and officially saying, you know, Phil, the city of Philadelphia said something and they took it away. But New Jersey has officially said no fans at home games for the Jets and Giants. As soon as you heard that, Steve, was that like, oh, man, give me the under for the Giants and Jets because they won't even have 25 or 50 percent fans there. Let me look at their week one lines um, or. Is the zero fans, is the difference between zero fans and 25% or 50% negligible in your mind? Yeah, I I don't think it's completely pro rata that I, I, I do think like a full stadium and a rocking um, sort of stadium like New Orleans, that the, their home field edge from the fans might be worth a point and a half extra versus an empty stadium. They'd still have an edge playing at home. Uh, but certainly worth more 
in a New Orleans dome than say in a Jacksonville. But uh, is it pro rata if it's only half full? Is it less than pro rata? So if you have, um, if the stadium's half full, instead of worth one and a half points, is that worth three quarters of a point? Is it worth a little less than three quarters? Probably, but frankly, Ross, I don't think there's going to be many fans in any stadiums the first month of the state of the the season. I'm not sure what's going to happen after that. So I think it's largely built into all these numbers that there's going to be a limited home field, not just in New York, but across the country in September games. And because of that, I don't think it's a big um, adjustment right now that New York is going to go without fans. Let's get to uh, an email question. Steve, uh, I think people need to be reminded sometimes you can ask Steve any question you ever desire. Take advantage of any of our sponsors. You, you heard me talk about BetQL for the betting analytics. You heard me talk about DraftKings for the sports book. Uh, this is a question, and it comes to us from Todd in Colorado. Todd loves asking you questions. He's in Colorado. They're going legal now, so he's all about it. Kind of piggyback, Steve, off of something you were talking about earlier. What do you think of the prop of two teams to make a Super Bowl? Just saw some for next year, say Bills-Eagles. And the odds seem extremely interesting on certain books, 100 to 400 to 1. Curious Steve's thoughts on the value of these type of bets. Man, they got that. that seems like a really long shot that you'll guess both teams correct for the same Super Bowl. I mean, that that's like a, that's a rough parlay right there, Steve. Yeah. So think about it. You're essentially parlaying the winner of the AFC to the winner of the NFC. And obviously the good teams have more than a one sixteenth chance, but if you're looking at a one sixteenth chance of winning a bet times another one sixteenth chance of winning a bet, what is that? 300 to one or somewhere in that area. Um, and it winds up paying in some cases like 50 to one or hundred to one, all oh, hundred to one. That looks good, but it should be 300 to one. I'd avoid those bets at all costs. So, but it's really not 16 to one times 16 to one, right? Because you know, certain teams that have no shot. So it's like on some level, you're picking one of the five or six in each conference that has a, a, a realistic shot. Is that fair? I would say, remember the Titans made the AFC title game. So it, I would say that maybe 10 to 12, all right, I'd say 10 teams have a legitimate shot. So maybe you're right. One-tenth times one-tenth. But you, what's interesting is he mentioned the Bills. Ross, are you even going to put the Bills in one of those teams that you'd give a legitimate shot to make the Super Bowl? And I And you like your Bills. I love my Bills. I love the Eagles. But, like, if you went Bills-Eagles, neither one of them are the favorites. Neither one of them are even one of the three best favorites in their conference right now. So you better get really good odds if you're going to put that, the, both of those in. Crazy. Um, interesting question, though. I didn't even know they did those bets. Those are the type of bets, Steve. Correct me if I'm wrong. That someone like Todd in Colorado, whoever, says 400 to 1, that's worth putting $10 on, or that's worth putting. And the book just laughs because probably almost nobody wins because you have to get them both right. So, very, very, very few people actually win, but people think it's like 
they could be the guy that gets posted on social media that made that bet in July that ended up being right. And there's a reason why every time one of those bets wins at a book, the book eagerly tweets it out that this player just won $10,000, betting 300 to one. And guess what? There's tens of thousands of people making those bets. You know, in the TV show, The Office, one of the, um, the main characters once said, you get anything at 500 to one, you have to bet that. If John Bon Jovi ever wins best actor, I will be a rich man. <laughs> I never heard that. Oh man, I like that. Oh, that'll do it. By the way, next week we'll be able to talk about NBA a little bit more. We'll be able to have some baseball games underneath our our belt. I'm probably going to bring on a football guest because uh, there's a lot to get to there too with the roster sizes and uh, no preseason. And only eight padded practices, Steve. We're going to dive in what that means for NFL betting next week as well. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money this week. Whatever you want to bet on at DraftKings, just use the code Ross. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.